What is up and welcome back to yet another edition of Think Like Me or Don't audio version. I'll be honest, people, and when I say people, I'm talking to the four of you that I know listen to this. First of all, thank you. Uh, Second of all, it's been a little while, and if I'm totally honest, the only excuse I have is that I kind of forgot that I had the app to record these. A lot of stuff's going on, and it's just sort of become bottom of mind as opposed to top. But anyway, the last couple of months I've had some things sort of bubble to the surface and I remembered last night as I was walking the dogs as I scrolled past this app and I was like, oh yeah, I have that podcast that I used to record to. Um, I remembered that I get a lot out of doing this, just the process of verbalizing my thoughts and forcing my brain to put it into a, a form or a format that's understandable to you makes it more understandable to me. I have to like put it in a conceivable order, if that makes sense. Um, which, by the way, all of this points to a, a deeper meta conversation around the fact that my true calling in life is to be a teacher. But that's that's that is both here and there. But it's not this conversation. So we'll get into that later. Anywho. Uh, the thought that that sort of has come to, to a head and crystallized over the last probably 48 hours um, comes from a couple of different places. So let me give you a little bit of the backstory. First, uh, about once every other month, maybe once every three months, somebody that I've just met will randomly stop me and say, has anybody ever told you you look like Ben Affleck? And I'll be honest, I, I would not have come up with that on my own. But when they say that, like, after the first couple of times somebody said that, I, like, looked in the mirror and compared pictures of me to pictures of Ben Affleck, and I said, okay, maybe I can kind of see it. Especially, like, now Ben Affleck. His face is a little rounder, and when he, especially when he's got a beard. I can see some similarities, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so there's a Ben Affleck connection. And that doesn't really matter, except that Ben Affleck is one of the leads in the movie, which is, really is the connection. So Netflix put together a movie and released it a couple of months ago uh, called Triple Frontier. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it's a great, like, ex-Navy SEALs, ex-Delta Force. I forget where they all serve, but ex, like, Special Forces guys that are now security contractors in different places come together to essentially rip off a Colombian drug lord or a Mexican drug lord. I forget the specific details of the plot. I was more focused on another aspect of it, which is these guys make their living not in steady work, but in individual, isolated, high-paying jobs. And they know each other, and they come together. There's, there's clear history. And part of that history is because some of them serve together, but there's clear history among them, meaning they come together, their, their jobs are not to show up at an office or to get on a call or to provide some service every day. Their job is to come together for a mission. And you, the, the whole thing is, okay, we need this objective completed and we need to get the right people on the team to complete the, the mission. Now, there's some other pieces of subtext here that I really appreciated. And the first is they spend a lot of time trying to get 
and uh, needing to get Ben Affleck's character, right? A lot of the other pieces of the puzzle are either somewhat interchangeable or one person could kind of do, you know, shoulder, like two people, two people could shoulder the weight of three, kind of, but they don't have anybody that can do what Ben Affleck's character can do, which is essentially the quarterback the whole thing. So the guy who, who gets the job and brings it to the other guys, the salesman, so to speak, I'm going to start bringing this into my world now. He needs um, the tacticians. He needs the people that are going to be able to execute on the actual things that need to be done. But he also needs somebody to A, come up with the strategy of how the mission is going to be accomplished and then B, see the strategy through to completion. Now, that the, the fact that there's two of those doesn't perfectly map, and I won't get into this, but I don't really believe that people who come up with strategy are the same as people who manage projects. I think it's two completely different skill sets. But in this particular situation, I think it probably they probably overlap because of the training. Anyway, the point here is they come together for these specific jobs, and then when they're done with the job, they don't work until the next job comes along. Right, kind of like actors. It's actually probably more subtext for actors or people in the in Hollywood than for anything else. But um, now, the third piece of context: last weekend, I was at a retreat, and uh, one of the guys that was there was talking about a construction uh, business owner who is in a very specific field in construction, and he actually does the same thing. He has a team of like six guys from all over the country that are like the Navy SEALs, so to speak, in their field. They're like the best of the best of the best. And once every quarter, three, four months, he gets them all together and they fly to some city. They spend a month and they do a project. They get paid a lot of money. And then they go home and, you know, he didn't say specifically that they don't work the rest of the time, but that's what I read into it. (laughs) And what I realized about myself Um, coming out of that as this all sort of came to a head is that that's how I'm wired and I have to say with the caveat all of this comes with a caveat that I don't know that that wiring is changeable like I don't know if I'm a Mac and you buy me off the shelf and this is how I am and you just run with it until until I'm outdated and no longer work and then I'm useless to anybody or if I'm more like a, like a PC that has interchangeable parts and you could rechange the wiring and update the BIOS settings and things like that. And I apologize for the, that metaphor just came to me. So I, I really wanted to throw it in. My point there is, I don't know if me being wired this way is something that I can or even should think about trying to change or if it's something that I should lean into uh, and try and create a life that fits with who I am now, right? So that's, that's part of the, the immediate struggle and why I haven't just put enacted massive change in my life to go after this because right now it's just sort of theoretical and I'm, I'm also actively involved in a sort of internal struggle about whether or not some of these habits that I have are worth trying to change versus just creating an environment where I shine given those habits, right? So one habit that I have is that I 
I work best under a tight deadline. I work best when it's like, we have this big thing we need to do and needs to happen on such and such day and we just gotta go do it, right? And so like when I was working at Sixth Division, it was perfect, at least this part of it because the Sixth Division, when I was working there, for those of you that don't know, is we would have clients come out to our office and this was usually like, it was for two days, once, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. So four out of the five days in the week, I'd be live with a client helping them build out their stuff. And it was like, you show up, you go when they get there, and you're done when they leave. You're supposed to be. Now, I have another problem, which I have been working on since then, and I think I've done a pretty good job resolving, which is I, I also want to do everything for everyone. And so at that time, I used to tackle, used to take on more and accept more responsibility than I should have. So technically the setup was you come out, we'll do as much as we can in two days, and then you're done. Where I would say, you come out, we're going to start on as much as we can in two days, and then we'll finish it afterwards. And that created a lot of problems. But the two-day part was amazing. I loved that because I could focus. I had an excuse. I had something that I was working on. It was awesome. Then I went and worked for Frank Kern, and essentially it was the same thing, except uh, we actually had a, a style of event. They, more people were coming out all at once, and there I wasn't working with anyone individually. So there wasn't any tail on the work, and it was like two days. Everybody was there. It was a performance, which I'm a performer for sure, and it was teaching, which is when I really... Have, that's where the, the real base of um, where I'm starting to realize that teaching is sort of my long-term calling. Um, that's where that sort of came to fruition. Because once a month, for two days, I was on stage, essentially. And that was, the, that was essentially the job. Now, in that job, there were other things that I was expected to do, which sort of pulled my responsibility and pulled my attention away from the main thing, and it drained me. I got really overwhelmed. Partially because it was the first, I don't know, that, well, I won't go into the details of that, but. Anyway, then, uh, after I left Frank, and basically since then, I've been working at varying levels of attempting to multitask, getting a bunch of different clients, and I have always naturally wanted to consolidate all of that down to one or two clients because I want to be able to focus. I want to be able to get up every day and know that I'm focusing on one thing and I'm getting that thing done and at the end of the day, I don't have to feel anxiety about the things that I missed or that I didn't get to or the clients that I couldn't touch that day. And yesterday, I woke up, yesterday was a Saturday, I woke up with my least favorite feeling and that feeling was what did I not get done this week? And what's going to bite me in the ass on Monday? Because I try really, really hard to spend, to free up my brain, free up my time on the weekends for the dogs and pursue. Because I, I need, they need that, I need that. And if they don't get it, that causes, and that builds into bigger problems, um, problems that I really don't want to have, right? Um, so anyway, my what I realized is that um, as I think 
that my brain and my wiring is set to single project, large paycheck, with a built-in recovery period, right? So I, th- I, I look at this and I think to myself, the way that I'm wired, if I was able to, upon completion of a project, upon, upon complete sign-off of, sign of a project from somebody, if I, had, if I had made enough money on the project to be able to take the next two or three weeks off completely and just relax, watch some Netflix, do nothing, um, it would give me the ability to fully recharge for the next project. Instead of what happens now, which is the next day or the next minute, I'm immediately on to the next thing. And I don't really have time, you know? And so, I don't know what the solution is. Um, Part of me thinks that I should... I made a, a video on YouTube probably a year ago talking about the agency that should exist. And potentially there's an opportunity for me to go back down that road. Because I'm realizing also that I have... I'm actually pretty good at sales, surprisingly, for these types of services. As long as I can trust fully in the people that are doing the delivery, like I could, I can get people on the phone because I understand the technology so well, because I've delivered the services so well, and because I can understand having done all of that and having been in the positions that I've been in, I can understand what a business owner actually needs and what they want when they tell me what they want. Like I, I don't know, the last couple of years, I'm essentially batting a thousand on sales. Like I haven't ever not closed somebody. And part of that I think is because I'm pricing myself too low, which whatever. But I also think that part of it is the fact that when they get on the phone with me, I know what the solution to their problem is. And I usually tell them what the solution to their problem is. And then they say, how much is it gonna cost for me to have you do that? And then I tell them and then they're like, cool, let's do it. So, Anyway, it's just interesting as, as I go through this exercise of real sort of self-discovery, two things are become apparent. One, I enjoy um, and I think I thrive when there's a lot to do for one project in a short period of time and I can just focus my energies on it. I think that's when my, my creativity shines. I think that it sort of comes out in those situations. But also, in order for me to perform in those situations, I have to have time to recover and to recharge in order to do that. And then on top of that, I'm struggling with this. Is it better for me in the long term, healthier for me as an individual, and just the right choice, morally, or whatever, for me to fix... I don't like the word fix because it already implies... There's a little bit of circular reasoning there that it already implies that there's something wrong. But to, to change the way that I think so that instead of being so amped up on, like, work really hard for a couple of days or for a week or for a month and then take time off, or if I should be better about spacing out what I need to do so that I can actually accomplish all the things on time. My father would say that the latter is true. He's been telling me since high school that I need to learn how to do homework because I never did and I still haven't. Some of my current clients would say the same. Some of my clients and some of the experiences that I've had in the past would probably point the other direction though. I've had plenty of experiences where my 
ability to, to tap into my own potential greatness has been directly correlated with the, the way that the work is being done. And I think my, the, the times when I can look back and actually the, the moments that I consider myself to have been a genius or to have been able to tap into genius have been not when I've been, you know, disciplined and strict and been able to prioritize and spend all this time on project management and priority management, but rather it's the times when I've been so immersed in a project, so, so down to the, so completely focused that my brain starts to see and make connections that other people wouldn't. And so, anyway, I think the long and the short of this is, I'm a weird dude, <laughs> that's the first thing. And also, I, I don't think I'm built to multitask on any level at all. I think I'm a one thing at a time dude. Anywho, maybe that helps, maybe it doesn't. It's mostly for me anyway. Um, glad to be back. We'll talk soon, peace.